because because I don't need to hide in the shadows. I don't need to attack from behind. Shayna, you can bring Mary and Jessica with you if it makes you feel safe. But I am on your show, in your ring, under your lights. What are you going to do about it? Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to The War Report. I'm your co-host, Marjani. To, uh, I guess, I mean, we're both on the East Coast, uh, so I, uh-huh. I guess we're relatively close. My man, Cyrus, what's going on, Cyrus? Oh, man, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's, it's been an eventful week in wrestling, so... That's all good with me, and I'm I'm super uh, stoked for Survivor Series this weekend. Yeah, it's our first NXT takeover that we're covering for oh, the yeah, War that Report. Too. That's pretty dope, <laughs> uh, it, and it's the yeah. fact that it's War Games too. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the UK pay per view is coming up too, so we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Are we gonna do that? I'm not sure. If you, I mean, we'll talk about if you want to. I mean, I think it's yeah. I'll, it's looking, I'll, the card I'll is looking sure all right. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll be watching the uh, pay per view for sure. So before we get into both of the shows and a NXT show that was madness, and the fact that you know a lot of people, including myself, I think Cyrus too, this is one of the best uh, NXT shows, not only for a while but like maybe ever. Uh, we got two pieces of news that we want to go into. Uh, so it's another day. It's another Jim Cornette controversy. Um, (laughs) so on the seventh episode of NWA power, Jim Cornette, surprise, surprise, said something (laughs) really derogatory. Uh, it was during a match between Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch. He actually said it, uh, in reference to Trevor Murdoch, he said, the quote is, He's the only man I've ever known that could strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. Somebody actually pulled a quote, um, well, pulled a video on Twitter, and he said this back in the 90s and WWE, well, what would be WWF, now WWE. Um, NWA came out and apologized. Nick Alice came out and apologized. They actually pulled the episode down and edited out the quote. And then a day later, uh, it said that Jim Cornette resigned. Uh, I don't think it was a regu- resignation. I think they were gently pushing him out. Um, this is not the first time he said something really uh, that ruffled people's feathers. It, I mean, look at you know the things he said about Joey Janela. Look at the things he said about... <laughs> Kenny King Omega, Havoc. or <laughs> if he calls him uh, Kenny Olivier, uh, look at the things he says about the Young Bucks all the time, Orange Cassidy. So what do you think about this in terms of NWA and Jim Cornette? Um, as far as Jim Cornette, I don't really care what it does uh, to his character. <laughs> but um, for NWA power, uh, like just a couple weeks ago, I think like, you know, like four weeks ago, I was saying that uh, NWA power was like the true alternative. And I still think it is. But like now that it has like this, you know, this stigma around it, like uh, I don't think many people are going to check it out. And that's a real shame. Um, Jim Cornette did them a great disservice. And I do think it's... Uh, I think it's good on them for acting fairly fast on the whole situation. 
um, I saw people say that, oh, uh, Power is pre-taped, so, like, they could have edited it out. I feel like it definitely should have been, uh, it definitely should have been edited out before the VOD got up. Yeah. But, uh, NWA Power does get streamed on YouTube, so that's, like, uh, where the quote, uh, kind of, like, got through, uh, editing, um, Jim Cornette could say whatever he wants. You know, he's probably going to double down. Uh, they pushed him out fairly fast. I, I just think it's, it, it's a real shame for N, uh, NWA Power because it is a good show. But now it's just going to be, you know, that show. Yeah, Jim Cornette is known for doing this. You know, like he <clears throat> said on his podcast that something about Emmy Sakura, he called her something like fat, sloppy, middle-aged Margaret show. Uh, he always calls uh, Joey Janela like Jelly Janela or Jelly Nutella. Um, yeah. Um, what he said about Jimmy Havoc uh, and uh, Kenny Omega is probably like some of the most disrespectful things I ever heard. Especially like when like insinuating that Kenny Omega had like a relationship with Riho, uh, and that's yeah. the only reason why she has the title. That's. I mean, like AEW is all for nepotism, but like I'm not going that far into like saying anything like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in terms of wrestling and, and basically like the wrestling basics of like face and heel, he probably knows more wrestling than a, a lot of people. Well, he's forgotten more wrestling than a lot of people have learned, but he's his view on basically new age wrestling is just way back in the Stone Ages. Uh, he, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't agree with a lot of things he says, like, especially like the personal attacks. I think with like wrestling today, there is a place for like an AOW and NXT or WWE. There are places for wrestlers. Like, you know, if you like Jimmy Havoc or if you like Orange Cassidy, which I mean, I think Orange Cassidy is dope, you know, there's, or, you know, if you like Joey Ryan, it was just an, another target of his, you know, like there's something for everybody in, in wrestling now. Like wrestling is not 1990 where people were expected to like live their personas. We all know that like these wrestlers are, these real are people, people outside. <laughs> like, you know, Mark Calloway is not walking around a graveyard, you know, cemetery, you know, <laughs> so like. Yeah, like I said, another day, another Jim Cornette uh, controversy. I'm pretty sure that he's going to double down. So, you know. Yeah, when uh, he's probably recording his podcast right now, ready to get wild. Probably yelling, you know, like, and laughing. I don't know. know. I'm not going to listen to it, but I'm sure I'm going to hear about it. Some more piece of news that dropped last night. Um I was actually really shocked by this. Jordan Miles, otherwise known as ACH, he was granted his release by the WWE. Um, yeah, shocked. I'm shocked that they granted anybody releases. This is, I think, days yeah. after that he quit. Um, he's actually scheduled. He, he didn't waste any time. He's actually scheduled to work an indie show tonight, and I think another one December 1st. Um it's unfortunate how everything about this went down because they were really going to push him. So what do you, what are your thoughts on ACH now? You know, being free and being free um, to sign anywhere else. 
how'd you do it? You know, like that's the big mystery to me is like, how'd you do it? Especially with like, uh, with, uh, what is it? Uh, the non-compete clause, like, you know, he got released from the WWE and he's having like a match tomorrow, you know? Um, hopefully he's, uh, hopefully like, you know, outside of WWE's care that he's getting the help that he needs or, you know, anything, (laughs) uh, I just think uh, this is a real shame because they were pushing him to the moon. You know, like uh, it definitely could have been him at War Games. You know, probably been the uh, the, fi- uh, the fourth man, or you know, we probably could have seen him on SmackDown. You know, during the evasion, or you know, just a part of uh, just a part of a Survivor Series altogether. But if this is the route he wants to take, then uh, go off, King, <laughs> for the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he wants to take uh, Cedric Alexander with him. I guess, man. <laughs> yeah, I I thought this was kind of best for both parties. You know, like, I think it was with, we've all said that, you know, the shirt was unacceptable. You know what I mean? Like, we, we said yeah. that, but uh, some of us have not been cool with the way, like, AC has just handled it. Uh, but I think the first and foremost, I hope, that he gets the help that he needs. Like, it looks like he's going through some stuff. So, like, I hope that he's right, you know, emotionally, mentally. Uh, Maybe I thought he would have, like, taken a little bit time off, but I could see how he, you know, like, he wants to get back to wrestling. So, this in particular, you know, maybe him and Paul or maybe him and Vince, because he's still, he's still tweet events. Uh, that's it's something cool. that, you know, they can't really work out. They can't really talk about. Uh, I look at him as going back to New Japan. I think they really need help in that junior tag division, especially, like, with the lines being blurred with, like, Shingo and Will Ospreay. They're, they're going against heavyweights. I, I think that he would fit well there. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate because he was the NXT breakout <laughs> tournament champion he got a title shot but like unfortunately you know things always don't work out just yeah things just went awry um if he goes back to new japan cool if he's a part of wrestle kingdom cool but at this point uh hopefully we see ach come back or you know he just gets better yeah maybe he should tell uh Luke Harper, his ways, because Luke Harper has been trying to get his release forever. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell tell Mike Bennett too. I want to see his ass. Mike Bennett, uh, Sin Cara, tell them. You know. Yeah. So let's get into the shows real fast. Uh, we, the War Report and the A Show actually came together this week. Take a listen to that episode. We gave our. NXT TakeOver, War Games, and Survivor Series uh, prediction picks. So take a listen to that episode. We're going to ALW Dynamite and touch a little bit on Dark First. So Britt Baker, who is the workhorse of this women's division, she had a dark match with Riho versus Big Swole and Chris Statlander. And then on Dynamite, she had a singles match with Hikaru Shida. I, um... Britt is... <laughs> Listen, for her credit and, like, for her criticisms, they, you know, they put her on TV a lot. 
You know what I mean? Like, a lot of them. Yeah. But uh, the problem I have with Dark is, like, Riho, Brit's the number one contender, and Riho's the championship, but the champion, but she's on Dark. She, uh, Riho should not be on Dark. I don't think, uh, I don't think any of the champions should really be on Dark, ever. Um, I'm really cool for Britt Baker to be, you know, the workhorse of the division, despite all the criticism she gets. I'm really sad that they're not continuing the feud with, um, B Priestley, but uh, I think uh, I think she was in Stardom because uh, she was in the finals for the uh, the tag tournament over there. But um, yeah, man, uh, Britt Baker's Britt Baker and uh, Hikari Shida have been putting you know just the women's division on their back on dark uh, when they should be on the main show, which they are this week, but, like, for a majority of this whole, like, uh, you know, build-up to a number one contender, it's just been strictly on Dark, and I have an issue with that. What do you think about Big Swole and Chris Statlander? A lot of people were raving about Statlander this week. Uh, I think they should immediately sign her. Big Swole is signed to AOW. Yeah. So, like, what do you think about them in that tag match? And uh, Big Swole against Karashita, because she was also in the Dark match, too. Yeah, uh, Big Swole also just like another, uh, she's becoming another workhorse. Like her, Britt Baker, and Hikari Shida has just been uh, going crazy on the women's division uh, so far. Um, I like Chris Chris Statlander a lot. Um, Hopefully they can, I don't know, maybe, I I would like to see more matches with her. Like like probably see what she could do with Nyla Rose or uh, Jamie Hayter. Hopefully she doesn't like eat a back fist to uh, <laughs> what's her name? Oh uh, man, to Aja Kong. Yeah, hopefully not. I. It, it's funny because they actually booked Riho from under from behind in the tag match. Like she wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't the Haas. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was that was pretty cool. Um, the Hikaru Shida and. Britt Baker match, that was kind of one of the, I think, one of the best she looks at, as she looked at uh, in singles matches, but she, she took the yeah. loss, which I think was the right, was the right move for that, and I mean, yeah. I think Hikaru Shida now, uh, I, the standings haven't come out, but I think she's uh, number one contender to Riho, so the story there is that, yeah, you know, you know, Shida lost to Riho initially to get that chance to fight for the title and it looks like they're going to fight each other again, which I think is going to be cool. Like I call her shooter Sheeta because those knees, um, they look like they really hurt. Oh yeah. Um, th- those knees are certainly like they hold weight. <laughs> so dark had another, uh, had another fast start. Uh, Nick Jackson and Ray Phoenix. I thought that match was really cool. I thought it was really fast paced. Um, brief thoughts on that? Uh, I, I don't. I don't really have much thoughts on it. I thought it was a really good match. Uh, it's honestly, it's like the same like Young Bucks, uh, Lucha Bro stuff is just without a hot tag. You know, uh, I I do think uh, Nick Jackson, uh, Nick Jackson and Phoenix are the better singles competitors on uh, on each individual team. So 
I was surprised that the match was going to be the way it was. Yeah, th- yeah, I'm like, wow, they're going to give us every single combination of Bucks and Lucha Brothers. Now they're giving them in singles. So, yeah, um, we had the 12 man Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal, and depending on who you ask in commentary, the rings either six carats or six to eight carats. It is either different, different from either Excalibur or Jr. Um, <laughs> geez, uh, so we had Adam Page. Chuck Taylor, Kip Saban, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, Pentagon, Sonny Kiss, Marco Stunt, Joey Janela, MJF, and Orange, Orange Cassidy, and Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn, who is working as the big hoss in this match. Um, when you had Warlow just debut uh, last week, uh, you know, I definitely think he could have been in this match. Uh, I don't think it would have hurt him to like really lose in a battle royale. There were some uh, storyline threads. Uh, Joey Janela basically got hit with a chair from friend of the A show, Sean Spears. Uh, <laughs> we had uh, we basically had like a, a spot where Jimmy Havoc went and staple gunned everybody before he left. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I was like, what is that? Like, where? Where's security? I just, I don't, I don't know. Um, you also had Kip Saban. You know, he had the little, like, interactions with Penelope Ford. I don't know if they're doing something with Joey there because he already has a few. Um, <laughs> hopefully they're not uh, doing something there. That's too close to home. <laughs> so MJF basically, uh, it, it was another thread that he did. Uh, in, another, in the other battle royal, where he's like eliminating all the popular people, um, <clears throat> then you know it was down to Jungle Boy and Adam Page. So we thought, and then MJF came from out of the ring to end, to uh, eliminate Jungle Boy. So next week for the ring, or I guess whatever the maybe they consider this the mid card title, um, it's going to be MJF and Adam Page. Thoughts on the battle royal? Um, I think I don't, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about Billy Gunn being there, but uh, it popped the crowd, so that was cool. Um, Orange Cassidy, this I'm telling you, this joke is gonna run old pretty quick. Yeah, that, that's gonna uh, they're gonna have to do something else because like it, it, that you can only do that so much. Like I uh, like. I, I'm going to say personally, I, I think I'm over it. When I saw him have the interaction with Billy Gunn, I was just like, I, I just kind of like don't care. Like I, like my eyes like just averted the screen and I started looking at my phone. Like, I don't think anything really is going to happen there. Um, MJ, I, I think MJF getting the win, uh, being in the final, uh, final two is cool. I don't like Adam Page being there. Uh, you got to stop the experiment. People just not really rocking with it. Like, uh, people just aren't fully behind Adam Page, man. But uh, nepotism always wins. I definitely think it should have been Jungle Boy and uh, MJF here. I think it should have been Jungle Boy, too. I I mean, I'm a little bit easier on on Hangman Page because they are trying with him, but I think that, I don't know, like... When it comes down to the ring next week, I think MJF should win. I think MJF should capitalize off the Cody story, 
and uh, the stuff with Wardlow, and I think that you know he should, yeah, he should definitely get it. You know, like if Adam Page wins, then it's like, okay, where does he go? You know, like what yeah. what do you do with it? Like, and even if Cody interferes in the match to uh, aid um, Adam Page, like Warlow is there, I think he's going to be the equalizer that, uh, you know, that grants MJF the win. Uh, do I think Adam Page and MJF will have a good match? I, oof, I don't know, man. I've admittedly have not seen a lot of MJF wrestling, so I don't even know. Man, everybody always talks about his mic work, never his in-ring work, so... <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, that tells me enough. Yeah, so it looks like we'll find out about that next week. Uh, everybody remember Chris Jericho teased a big announcement, and that's basically that in Chicago he's going to have a big celebration and have the VPs or AOW finally give his thank you. Uh, he apologized for the tantrum losing the Scorpio Sky. This led to an interaction uh, with SCU and Scorpio Sky, basically. Jedi mind tricking him into not only having a singles match, but a match for the title <laughs> next week. I thought Scorpio Scott was funny here. He got the uh, yeah the crowd behind him. Chris Jericho, I mean, he does he did his usually silly heel stuff before uh, the inner circle just basically beat up everybody. Uh, yeah, that was that was it. <laughs> that's how uh, that's how most of his segments go. Um, yeah, I, I, I like uh, Scorpio Sky showing his, uh, you know, his personality here. I think he's, uh, I think he's a charismatic person. Uh, I think he's funny as well. Like uh, all the way back to like the first episode with the Obama stuff. Like that still makes me laugh. Um, Chris Jer, I, I thought Chris Jericho was gonna announce uh, the cruise thing, but uh, this is better, I guess. Uh, I think they- it, it, it's gonna be. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be on television, so I think that's more uh, that's more important than like whatever I say. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it their Miami show was part of the cruise, so he'll probably Which announce it in and uh, I'll be there. in December. I think yeah, you're going. So like we'll have a live uh, report ha, from from the war report <laughs> from ALW because uh, yeah, I think you're uh, going to that show right on the front lines, baby. NXT, come over. Please have a taping here. I would definitely show up. <laughs> so, Kenny Omega also had a promo, basically, with Michael Nalazawa, um, saying that, you know, he's not been the same, and he hasn't been. Like, look where he's been. You know, in January, he had the uh, New Japan World title. He's going against uh, the Ace Tanahashi World Wrestle Kingdom, and now, you know, look. Look at basically where Kenny uh, is now, you know, so doing doing death matches. Now he's doing death. Yeah. Death matches and stuff. Um, it was, it was weird because it was like, you know, him trying to get back and he's hyping up the match against pop next week, but it's also like a comedy spot. Like I was just like, yeah, what are you trying to say? Um, Kenny is trying to keep this serious tone, but, you know, can't help himself in, uh, into being uh, somebody that's just goofy. Um, I, I guess if that's the character he wants to be, that's cool. But um, <laughs> he even says he's not known as a promo guy. But I thought that was funny. But um, Very meta. I don't know what this... Yeah, super meta. But uh, 
I don't know what this like uh, means for Kenny Omega's character. Is he going back to the you know super serious wrestler, uh, you know uh, the cleaner, whatever? Because it, it, if he's going to go back to that, man, he I don't think he's in this uh, in the landscape to be having like you know those like five star matches like he used to. Um, I definitely think him going back to the cleaner is going to be interesting when he cross paths with John Moxley again. Because uh, they might actually uh, chain wrestle this time, and then it'll count for a win loss record, and it might be the deciding factor for uh, who's going to be number one contender for the AEW championship. Yeah, I think that basically the crowd reaction, and I, I think Moxley should be the guy. I think that Moxley, like his, like AOW loves him. You know what I mean? Like he's, I, I think. He does the Stone Cold Steve Austin thing a little too much, but like he, you know what I mean? Like he's built Kids himself. Love that. Yeah, but like <laughs> he he is building up like this like fan reaction and like the fact that he's unscripted and you know like he flips off like management. I, I think that he has that real badass quality to him. So like if you wanted to build up a face to basically fight Jericho down the line. I think that he's it. Um, I'm not sure if it's yeah. Kenny right away. I, I'm not even sure where they're going with Kenny, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea where Kenny is going. Uh, especially if he's going to, you know, go back into the cleaner, like, but it is what it is. Uh, the men's division really needs a lot of work. And I think, uh, Kenny Omega can, uh, can help out. To round out of like ALW stuff, we had a Private Party and Pride and Powerful. It was a tribute to Matt Travis. Um, I thought this match was okay. I thought it was missing another gear that they could have went into. And we had another ref botch <laughs> where mm-hmm. he was supposed to, it looks like he was uh, supposed to count three but didn't. What was funny is like uh, WWE definitely would have let it slide. And then, you know, people will go on Twitter and be like, Oh, eh, uh, he wasn't the legal man, blah, blah, blah. But uh, it wouldn't matter because the match ended and it didn't look silly when everybody came to a complete halt. It was just like, what happened? You know? Yeah. I, I think that, you know, you basically got to count to three and just kind of let it rock there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because it, it was weird because, like, everybody's looking at the ref and then he's like, <laughs> Went to the outside because I think either I think Santana yeah, he, was supposed to do got, like interference, but it, he, I, maybe he didn't get there. And, and that's probably where uh, the third gear got missing <laughs> or went missing. Sorry. Yeah, Private Party gets the win here. I'm not like so. Pride and Powerful are no longer undefeated. It's a big win for Private Party, but I don't know if Private uh, Pride and Powerful. I don't know if they should have lost here. I, I, I don't yeah. know if maybe they lose in a pay-per-view, but it just felt like, you know, like you've been building up this team and then for them to take the loss is kind of uneventful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Like AEW always has this weird issue where, you know, they kind of just, they, they don't do stuff at the correct time. And, this is just, uh, this is just another example of it. <laughs> Definitely should have saved that for a pay per view. So main event, 
Darby Allen versus John Moxley. I really liked this match. I think they worked really well together. Uh, Darby Allen really works well when, you know, coming from up and under is that like, uh, spunky baby face. Uh, John Moxley was great here. The, the coffin drop, uh, into the, the choke slot spot was actually really, really good. Oh yeah. This match is great. And then the avalanche, <laughs> the avalanche DDT from the second rope. Didn't yeah? Jr. sold that as like oh like he uh, then he like he broke his neck or something like that. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, you know, commentary was just like John Moxley basically just like murdered this man. <laughs> but uh, uh, I did think the match was really cool. I did, I liked the uh, I liked the top uh, the top rope or like the Avalanche uh, Death Rider. Moxley picks up the win. Which uh, you know it continues his climb up the standings, and even in a loss, I don't think it hurts Darby Allen at all. I, I think that he, he came out looking up roses as well. So, yeah, this was this is their best one of their best singles like main events in a while, I think. Yeah, but I'm concerned yeah, because uh, they're burning through a lot of matches. Oh yeah. Um, I think uh, since, you know, they have, like, these quarterly pay-per-views, I don't think, uh, like, they're, they're just trying to keep uh, stuff interesting, but it's just, like, at the detriment of, you know, stuff going on uh, going forward, you know? Um, and, we're, I, I, like, and we're already getting a lot of rematches after, like, just a month uh, of television, so, yikes. We got Pac versus, we got Pac and uh, Hangman Page. Three times already. We're getting Pac versus Kenny Omega twice. Like it's, they got to figure it out. They got to kind of like lengthen that roster too, because you know, six months down the road, you're going to see every single possible <laughs> match combination, and you're going to be like, okay, what's next? You know? Yeah. But going into that, we're going, you know, to. Kind of finish it out. We got to talk about NXT. This NXT, <laughs> where anything can happen. Uh, anything. The greatest happen. episode of NXT <laughs> in a while. Just madness. And I know people are complaining. Okay, they're from the main roster. NXT is the main. You know, is a brand. You know, you can't say yeah. Uh, a brand with Tommaso Ciampa, Io Shirai, Shayna Baszler, Adam Cole. Uh, just to name a few, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee is developmental anymore. It's not, you know what I mean? Like it's its yeah. own brand. And I liked how, you know, people like Becky Lynch who came back, uh, like Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Ricochet, the revival, uh, the same, they all had NXT history, like even Nikki Cross or, uh, you know, Kari Sane, you know, she, they all, everybody who had a purpose here, like they all had history with NXT. I thought that was brilliant. Uh, so, what do you think was the match yeah. of the night to you? Match of the night, man. It that it definitely has to be probably. Damn, do I do I? I'm gonna go with uh, Becky Rhea for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with uh, Revival and Undisputed Era. 
they gave that match time. Time. Yeah, they gave it. They gave that match a lot of time. Uh, this definitely makes up for, you know, the revival uh, crying and being big babies about not being part of the Survivor Series match. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, the revival, give them a really good team and full sail, and they'll go crazy. <laughs> 25 minutes. It was basically a takeover match that they gave us. Yeah. That match was fantastic. Yeah, I I really like Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley too. Recky, Rhea has you know I mean they're putting a rocket on her and, and justifiably so. She's been put, you know, the spot that she put in like basically challenging Shayna and kind of being like the equally powerful wrestler. She's just basically taking that ball and ran with it. Uh, I think we both mm-hmm. uh, experienced that it was going to be a double DQ. There was going to be a no finish. You got to like protect both of them. Uh, yeah, going into both their uh, both of their respective pay per views. Um, if honestly, if like uh, Rhea and Shayna are in a one on one title match, and Rhea does not leave the building champion, man, the egg on our face, man. <laughs> How many times have we said that you know uh, Shayna's going to drop the title and she hasn't? Like, but yeah, but like this pushes like abnormally strong, you know, especially like, you know, with main roster people getting involved. She's been on the main roster enough where like, you know, and had this build up with Becky that I want to see it more, but I want to see it more on Raw. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. Dog, can't Bianca and Shayna out of there, man. <laughs> I know. Paul, do your magic. So it was actually supposed to be Matt Riddle and Kona Reeves, uh, but uh, it was not to be. You, you're not high on Kona Reeves? <laughs> Man, we were robbed from a really good Kona Reeves match from uh, this jobber ricochet. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I think Kona Reeves <laughs> teased that he was going to be on NXT UK soon. So, um, Oh, for real? Yeah, like, man. Cassius Ono go bang. But Matt Riddle and Ricochet, it was a fun sprint. Um, Like you said, like Justin over at the A show said that he was concerned that Matt Riddle was taking a lot of pins. I I think it was right to for him to get that win here. It seemed like it. it, I I want to see a longer Ricochet and Matt Riddle match, but even in post match. Seemed like everybody was attacking Matt Riddle. You, you had Roderick Strong yeah. attacking Matt Riddle. You had Nakamura come and try to attack him, and then Finn Balor. Yeah, uh, literally everybody came into like <laughs> to beat up Matt Riddle, and I, I think you know, despite all the losses he's taken, you know, he looks you know resilient in uh, in that brawl, especially like with uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura there. Um, so he's looking real good, uh, going into war games and maybe survivor series. Yeah, I think, I I think it's a surefire bet that he's going to be a part of the survivor series team. Uh, I mean, other, (laughs) if they're they're not putting, you know, the three of the forgotten sons, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think they're waiting to see who is, who survives that uh, War Games match? Uh, <laughs> other than going in, you know, and then picking people from there, and maybe people from the Triple Threat. But 
Undisputed Era, I mean, they've been – give these guys a rest. Give these guys a rest, please. These um, men have been all around the world, <laughs> and now they got to go into war games and Survivor Series. Like, Adam Cole as well, just, like, give that man a rest. There is no reason why he should have been in that ladder match. Um. So we had Kaylee Ray and Dakota Kai. I thought it was a cool, uh, like a cool sprint as well. It didn't go too long. Uh, if you wanted to, yeah, Dakota Kai taking another pin. Like, uh, let's yeah, let's get her some wins. So like Kaylee Ray, yeah, Kaylee Ray won. Uh, there was a big post match angle with Carmella, Dana Brooke, Sonya Deville, Mandy Moore. Uh, then you know Bianca, Tegan, Io, and Candice comes out. Sarah Logan comes out. Sarah Logan. <laughs> Kari saying Kari and Eo had that cool interaction, but Sarah saved us from that. And um and then Nikki Cross comes and cleans house uh with that crash trash can lid. What, what do you think about Nikki Cross standing tall real quick? Uh I I don't know. Uh Cause she's really like uh, they've been really pushing the hell out of uh, Nikki Cross, which is cool. Like I, I think uh, Nikki Cross is a great wrestler, but uh, her her cleaning house here. Uh, do do we see uh, SmackDown taking a Survivor Series? I forgot our predictions uh, on the A show. Um. Yeah, you know what? Because NXT needs a win. NXT needs a win somewhere. Uh, I. I don't know, like Dana Brooke victorious. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they kicked the hell out of uh, her and Carmel kicked the hell out of Dakota Kai. By the way, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, just, I mean, we'll see. Uh, she just can't get a win, man. But uh, I think Dakota Kai is going to come soon, man. Her her time is going to come. Come on, like. Enough of, like, the kid-sister stuff with her. Like, let, let's get her one, you know? Mm-hmm. So to finish it all out, we had Viking Raiders come back as well. Uh, they fought against the Forgotten Sons. We had the obligatory spot where Jackson Riker interferes in plain view and then gets thrown out. <laughs> what are they doing yeah, with that, I'm man? Not, uh, <laughs> I'm not high on this match, man. Uh, I know a lot of people were just like, no, the match was actually pretty good, but it's just like... I, I just can't get behind the Forgotten Sons, especially if, you know, Riker is just going to keep doing the get himself disqualified uh, or, like, a bar from ringside thing. Like, if you're going to have a match with um with the Forgotten Sons, like, just have it be a trios match. Yes, on this NXT show, they are not forgotten, uh, even though, you know, the Viking Raiders took the win. Mm-hmm. So the main event... Adam Cole versus Donovan Dijakovic. Adam Cole took a massive choke slam onto a ladder here. And I'm like, watching the match, I'm like, yo, this guy has two more matches to round out the weekend. He has a War Games match, which is going to be brutal. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's in there with yeah. Keith Lee and, Don- and Donovan again. And he, he also has an NXT title match against the winner of that triple threat. I'm like, whew, this guy is just, he's and earning he money. Might, uh, 
and he's gonna uh, he might make an appearance on SmackDown, so he's yeah, gonna tonight, like, have to do like some extra stuff. Give that man a raise. This guy's got a fracture in his in his wrist and still working. Just damn workhorse. Uh, I like that you know he targeted Donovan's leg. Uh, there's been there's two weeks of massive uh, ladder spots. Uh, Donovan basically falling on the ladder bridge, and then Mia, she's uh, falling on the ladder bridge as well, just eating the ladder bridge. Uh, Eating uh, and eating the ladder to the face. Yeah. A lot of injuries, too, but it's, you know, Adam Cole gets the win here. They get the advantage. Huge, huge ending uh, angle that happens at the end. Drew McIntyre comes in. Uh, He takes out Dijakovic. 